Welcome to Create Shift, where we have conversations to encourage and inspire positive change. Hosted by me, Ellen Carr. And me, Kate Banks. Together we run The Good Space, a place for alternative learning and radical well-being. If you're ready to rip up the rules and create a life in which you can thrive, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to Create Shift. This episode is really a little bit of a pep talk or a little bit of encouragement and support just to remind you that doing this work to unpick everything you've been told about life and how it should be and to start exploring what it feels like to live life in alignment with yourself and what feels good to you to start exploring doing things that are different to the norm quote unquote norm that are countercultural is really hard and it can feel really difficult it can feel really sticky and slow and we can take you know two steps forward and five steps back and we just unpick that a little bit in this episode um and we we just talk about how much courage we need to have to do this work we share from our own experience both Kate and I have been doing this kind of work for a few years now and we share how we found it very helpful to be supported through community and finding other people on a similar path even if they're very different people to us and we talk about why it is that we we find doing things differently so hard and how that goes all the way back to you know our ancestry so if you're on this path to creating a good life for yourself to saying no to things that society tells you you should do to questioning everything that you've been taught to believe if you're at the beginning of that journey if you're in the middle if you've been doing it for years and you're just feeling a little bit heavy with it all or disheartened or frustrated or you just want a reminder that you are doing courageous stuff then hopefully this podcast will be supportive for you as always there are resources and links um, in the show notes which are on our website link below you can sign up to our newsletter community to stay in connection with us you can also have a look at our coaching offering that we have if you feel the need for some it's not one-to-one it's two-to-one support um, but that kind of more tailored personalized support with wherever you are on your journey with this stuff and I do mention at the end of this episode that Kate and I are currently discussing ideas that we have for a community membership kind of space, a sort of a held uh, space that we will be in together with you for a longer period of time than, say, you know, a, a course that we offer or a coaching package. So we're looking at maybe 12 months, but we're looking at how that's that's going to work. We're playing with it at the moment, but very soon we should be launching that. So obviously, if you're listening to this as this comes out, we probably haven't announced it yet, but maybe we have. Um, if you're listening to it at some point in the future, then it's probably available and you can find out all the information on our website, thegood-space.com. So we hope that you enjoy this episode. Um, as always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us hello at thegood-space.com or find us on Instagram at thegoodspaceuk. So we wanted to talk about the courage 
in living differently. And we touched on this in the previous episode when we were talking about uh, what if you put the things that feel good first and, and pleasure first and kind of prioritise pleasure in your life and how that is seemingly simple but actually really radical and how, you know, you reference that that's not a conversation that you hear. You don't hear people saying, I'm going to do this because it feels good to me. What people say is, is the, what's become the norm. You know, I'm going to justify this by saying I've worked really hard, so I'm going to do this thing. And and that's like a lot of what we talk about with the good space are these seemingly simple things that actually are radically countercultural. And therefore, it takes a lot of courage to to start to start living differently. And I guess we wanted to touch on that. To acknowledge that, to say that it is hard, even if it's a seemingly simple change and to just kind of share a bit about our own experience um, with doing that. Yeah, because you're right. It's on the face of it. We're told making change is easy. We just need to kind of get ourselves in the right mindset and start doing the thing. And, you know, the whole ethos of, well, you just need to act as if, act as if and it will be done. And it's and it's not. Change is really tricky and it you know it can be really hard. And if you've not got support around you, making the changes and doing things differently can feel really sticky and messy and it doesn't feel good, which mm. is really tricky when you're get trying to get to a place where you want to feel good and it all feels really tricky and hard. Mm. Um I think that's especially true when you're when the changes that you're wanting to make, do you go against the culture, the dominant culture that you're living in? And I think what just came to my mind is actually there are some kind of culturally sanctioned changes, <laughs> you know, like what big ones, like the weight loss industry, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I guess the way you can see if a change is something that has become accepted by our culture and therefore is part of our culture and actually isn't countercultural is if it's become an industry. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and in many ways, in many ways, not it's true. Wellness has become that. Well-being has become that, which is why I like to use the term radical well-being in association with what we're doing. Um, so it's like, I guess, you know, I feel like um, the the powers that be in our culture. Um, <laughs> have you know and when I speak to that I'm speaking of a a consumer culture I'm speaking of a patriarchal capitalist culture um have kind of seen you know something coming in people desiring to change to live in a different way so people want to to maybe live a little bit more uh minimally or they want to they want to feel healthier or they want to feel more connected to themselves they want to be more spiritual or something like that and so they take these things that are maybe were on the fringes and they make them into a big industry so that you're you're nice and safely contained within the sphere of what is accepted in our culture, but you feel like you're making some nice shifts in your life, but actually what you're doing is just buying a load of green juices and um, <laughs> buying some really expensive leggings to bend yourself into shapes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they bring in, you know, the people that are higher on in the journey from you to inspire you and it creates this I mean it's a it creates that thing that we're all looking for because we are 
we are kind of sociable beings. We want to have that sense of community and have people to look up to and a kind of a peer community to lean on while we're trying to make change or just generally in Mm. life. So by creating that kind of movement around some of these areas, it naturally draws us in because when you're looking to do something that's a little bit different, you you naturally want to find somewhere else where it Mm. looks really supported and complete and it gives you a bit of a pathway. We, Mm. We need to see that endpoints and we need to see the markers on the journey and that gives us the confidence that it's going to work for us that we can see ourselves doing it Mm. whereas actually most things the the growth and the pleasure is actually figuring out the journey as you go Mm. you get immense Mm. satisfaction from taking those steps and not knowing what the next bit is and working it out you might well I do I love that bit sorry (laughs) everyone everyone must enjoy that um but it's it is hard if you can't see the end point so you know they do they create these these kind of um I guess these kind of images and these visions that's what I want to say the visions of what the end point looks like to draw us into you know quite a provocative kind of place of being Mm. um and you, you touched on some really important things there, I think. One being that we are hardwired for belonging as as humans. That's really goes far back in in our our ancestry, you know, it was a really important survival strategy, um, which is why why we have that. So and that is is why when we're doing something that is countercultural, it can feel really hard. That's one of the reasons it can feel really hard is because we feel like we're going to stand out and and that is a, a primal fear in us of being the outlier in the group because you would had a high chance of dying if you were that person like you know way way back in our evolutionary history so that can be one of the reasons why it can feel so challenging and, and you know it's, it, the change that you could be trying to make is, is working part-time instead of full-time <laughs> but because everybody in your workplace is, is full-time you know there's that massive fear of being that that different person um so I guess that's one thing and then there was something else I was going to touch on based on what you said but I can't remember now so if you want to say something else all I was going to say is I think that that fear of sticking out is then kind of conditioned all the way through our lives because we go to school where you know we're treated as pack animals we look the same we're treated the same and we're expected to act the same and by standing out is a bad thing you know if you you stand out then the teacher might pick up on pick up on you and make mm. you say something in front of the class or you might get bullied or you know you're identified as being different from the rest and it's similarly at work as well you're expected to comply to the set out rules and regulations and going against that is a bad thing we're told that it's you know a career killer to do things differently from what is expected of you so you know, at all points in our lives, we're told that fitting in and not standing out mm. is the is the safest way for us. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, and then and then you get your own uh, experience of of becoming who you are, uh, in, interacting with that. But, you know, because some people I feel like have a little bit more confidence within them to stand out. Um, 
perhaps because of how they've been brought up or where where they went to school or like you know what happened in their life or didn't happen and other people because of what's happened or didn't happen in their lives and how they've been brought up um can feel like it's very unsafe to to stand out in that way um you know and that's some stuff that I've been working with myself recently um and the other thing that I remembered that I wanted to say based on what you were just saying earlier about how kind of with the you know the culturally appropriate changes that we're given where there is that vision created you know you're speaking to things that we do need like we do need to have a vision of of what it might be like that can be really helpful to have that vision of the change we're working towards and how good that feels um it's just that we have to find the ways to create that for ourselves if what if what we're doing is is kind of countercultural, or find the people who are doing that and I think you know we've both had experience of that um over the past couple of years so I think for me um actually that's not true I was going to say for me it's, it's been just in the past few years where I found that and that's certainly true like I, I started doing group coaching in the past few years which is how we met through a program that we were both on um and that was very hugely hugely helpful um you know I, I'm I I don't know if this is true because you can't know can you but I have said before that I probably would have quit my business um, in 2020 if I hadn't joined that program and had that group of people who were working to similar visions and 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 was showing what was what might be possible and other things and and helping to challenge challenge beliefs and and do things differently. Um, I guess I started that journey though when I did my yoga teacher training when I was that's like my experience of being part of a group looking to do things differently perhaps or consider how we can live differently um but that's that's just been so so important I found yeah I'd agree with you that that container was particularly good and helpful because actually we were all very different individuals mm-hmm. and had different goals but the shared aspiration was to be doing things differently and in a way that felt good for us and so although our end visions were all very different there was that clear support for finding a different way and challenging each other on the way that we were thinking and the way that we were trying to do things Mm. and that's I suppose that's quite a unique community to be able to find that to Mm. because we're encouraged to find find people that are like us aren't we we tried to just thinking mm. about um kind of the self-development arena where you find your people as in the people that want the same thing as you but actually I found personally I found a lot more kind of benefit in when you find people that aren't doing the same thing as you but just have those shared goals shared visions maybe shared values yeah. and yeah, so there is that uniting thing. It's just a slightly different um, mm. thing that unites. Uh, so I guess like the core thing would be that we were all women business owners yeah, who wanted more from our lives. Yeah. And work, I suppose. Um, and, and believed that that was possible. Yeah. Um, or wanted to <laughs> believe that was possible, I guess. Um Oh, I keep losing my thoughts today. Oh, so I was just going to say that um, 
otherwise, I guess, without that some sort of connection to to community or, or to people who are doing things differently. And I do think that's one of the great things about the internet is that it has opened up more um ability to connect with these sorts of people who are living differently and I don't think it has to be that you're you know investing money in a program although I do think that's really great but it could be that you find a podcast that's talking about living differently hey like this one (laughs) um (laughs) um, it could be that you are part of a Facebook community that you like or you know that's, that's got those conversations or that you follow some people on other social media platforms um I think you have to be careful on social media platforms because you know, for example, slow living, you can get some people talking about great things on there, but you can get the the thing of it falling into just an aesthetic um, of like, it's just about taking pictures of, I don't know, loaves of bread on linen. Um. <laughs> it is, it's, it's the Instagram edit, isn't it? People yeah. show the best version of what that is. And I think that's the benefit of having some kind of community, whether it's, you know, in person or on Zoom or like in a kind of community space somewhere online that you can share the struggles as well and it Mm -hmm. really helps to have people kind of have your back when things get a bit more tricky or you're not quite sure what the next step is Mm. or just to give you a bit of cheerleading sometimes Mm. we just need a bit of a pat on the back and a push in the right direction and encouragement to remind you that it's okay like Mm. so yeah so because if without that I know that I can get really stuck in my in my head uh, or in, in feeling less than or like I'm doing really badly or or like judged or um you know for ages I was worried that my partner would be judging me for not working eight hours a day because he works a standard nine to five I guess it's not that standard he makes beer but like so he's not working in an office but like he goes to work Monday to Friday, usually from from nine to five, and he works. And I don't work that many hours. Um, and and I've kind of just really got okay with that. You know, I'd always be like, I feel like I had to justify to him what I'd done with my day. Um, and that wasn't anything coming from him; it was all coming from me. You know, but um, I think it can be really hard, especially if the people around you, your friends, your family, partners, etc., are living more in the quote-unquote normal way, then it can be really hard. You you kind of, you do need to have those people who who you can have those conversations with and who who can inspire you and support you and cheerlead you and um, just be there with you on that kind of different path. Yeah, because as much as, you know, it's really helpful to have, you know, that we were talking about having the courage to live differently and, you know, to, we've talked on previous podcasts about doing experiments and pushing ourselves, you know, not, you know, there's no need to leap out your comfort zone and scare the life out of yourself. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. those small acts of movement, leaning into the edge and feeling it. And if it feels good, just take one step and just Mm -hmm. do the one next thing that feels okay and feels doable right now. You know, and there, there's a lot of courage in that. But there's also those times when you just need to step back. And that's when it's really helpful to have that community, to have people that you know will just hold you when you just need mm. things to melt away for a little bit before you take that courage back again. 
because mm. we can't just keep taking the steps and imagine it's going to work it's it's not a linear journey it's all a bit windy and mm. you know it throws stuff up that we never imagined would come up and maybe things take a slightly different direction than we expected mm. Mm. yeah I was just trying to think of different examples of things like I would say many examples and it, and it can be like tiny things as well that you're doing differently that feel really, really hard. Like, um, I don't know, like this is like a long time ago. Well, not a long, long time ago, but quite a while ago. Like I I guess I, I had like a, a refillable water bottle before they were like really the thing, right? And I would you know if I went places I'd be looking for where I could fill my water up or I'd be asking if I could fill my water up at the tap or something and that's like a tiny thing and now it's totally normal mm. but when it wasn't it was quite like oh my god I don't know if, like is it okay like am I gonna are people think I'm weird because I'm looking for the water jug and I'm gonna pour it into my bottle so that now I can walk around I don't have to buy any water like and then eventually that's becomes totally normal behavior mm. like a silly example I guess but or is but it it's not it's those <laughs> You know, our minds get stuck on the smallest of things based on what we've been told is socially acceptable. And, mm. you know, and sometimes culture changes with us. Sometimes we change and it just becomes a kind of habit or the mm. norm for us or that we realise it's not as big as we thought it was. Mm. Um, I think for me, like a big thing has been, so I want to be great at meditation for years. So... <laughs> like right at the back of my kind of wanting to do self-development everyone was like you need to do you need to meditate just uh, do this meditation do headspace you just need 10 minutes anyone can do 10 minutes it's fine just meditate and it's like being the bane of my life for like the last 10 years I'm like I need to learn to meditate and I kid you not I I subscribe I pay for meditation apps I have I pay for a meditation community that I do not use because in my head I need to be good at meditation and this is the thing that's going to fix my life and it's going to be great I want to do this but actually what does help me is not doing 10 minutes of the meditation that I pay for I never actually do it is those minutes as you say when I've made a cup of tea and I sit down and I taste the tea or I sit and breathe, like take three proper deep breaths on my own, sat in the corner of the corridor or something. You know, it's, it, you know, that makes more difference to my life than, you know, doing meditation because everyone tells you it's a really good thing to do. I don't know, maybe one day I will find the type of meditation that suits me. But for now, I think I'm going to take my three deep breaths and it's all going to be fine. That is meditation. I know I know and that's the thing but it's not it's not the glamorous view is it it's not sat on a hilltop you know doing the deep breaths in the glorious sunshine it's me just like huddled in a corner escaping my kids and taking some breaths with ear you know noise cancelling headphones on it's but yes um I feel like we should do another episode now about meditation oh please don't make me do that you always mention this it's so funny um okay so so I guess we just wanted to acknowledge that it's really hard. And, and like for me, it has started with, with small changes. I think like I really, I think it was, I think it was doing my, my yoga teacher training and I'm sort of like learning more about yoga philosophy that got me down the path of starting to question a lot of things. And I think all at the same time I was um, 
doing a happiness project um, inspired by Gretchen Rubin's happiness project book, The Happiness Project, um, and like questioning what made me happy in my life and stuff. And, and so it all just coincided with starting to question things. And the more things I questioned, the more things just slowly unraveled and all the things that I thought, you know, even simple things, like I thought we just sat in chairs because everybody just sits in chairs, right? Right now I am not sitting on the chair. I never really sit on a chair to work anymore. Um, that just came because I was reading or listening to um, biomechanist Katie Bowman and she's talking about how how much healthier it is to to like not sit on the chair and how we'd never used to sit on chairs and like I was like oh my god I've never thought about that and like you know it's, it's like a seemingly tiny thing but sort of like and then just things just kept unraveling like why do we do this why do, why do we do things like this why do we work like this why does what why does this happen like and as I feel like the more threads you pull the more the more things unravel and the more you realize things don't have to be the way that we've been told that they they are like life doesn't have to go in this certain way that we've been told is the way life goes and and yet it takes a lot of courage to to do those things differently like when I got a part-time job um after my discovery of sitting on the floor and I was sat in an office chair it was killing me like I, I got back pain for the first time like ever and you know I could really feel it in my body so I like put in a request for a workplace assessment and instead of asking for the back support chairs that everybody else had in the office I was like I want a kneeling chair and I got this random kneeling chair and everyone in the office for like a week was like oh look at your funny chair oh my god you oh you're the person with this different chair and I had that and a standing desk and I would stand up and I would sit on this thing and they're like oh my god you're the person with this funny setup I've seen you from the other side of the office and then like it became totally normal so like <laughs> yeah I guess you have to do the you have to do the inner work to be comfortable enough in yourself to be able to have the courage to do the different things and sometimes often you need the support to do that inner work I guess that's the point yeah and the other thing that just came to mind as you were talking about like pulling the threads and it unraveling is that it can start to get a bit overwhelming because sometimes mm. we don't know where to start and starting anywhere is always good because as we've said a lot of times before it it all kind of feeds into each other so it doesn't really matter where you start it you know you start somewhere and the other stuff will come and sometimes it does start to unravel a bit quickly and we need to take a step back and that's okay we don't have to do it all at once we can just follow one path and just do that for a little bit and take a bit of a detour and do something else and you know that we are there is this real culture of wanting to do everything now and do everything quickly and get to the finish line. Mm. But it's kind of knowing that it's okay for this stuff to take time and that we don't have to be this amazing, courageous creature, you know, next week. Mm. We just take, just do those little things that feel good to us right now. And if it feels too scary, take a step back and do something different. Mm. Mm. And be compassionate with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, this has been a bit of a long and winding road on this podcast, so I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, but obviously, the thing we need to say is that if you are feeling like you want to be supported as you start to live differently, as you start to question what actually a good life is for you, as you start to think, actually, I don't want to do things the way that we're told we should do, I feel like there, there's something 
that feels better for me out there um, and you want support with that then do have a look at our coaching offering and um, so you can have a half day or a day with us that's done by a voxer which is a walkie-talkie app so you can be going about your day and, and we just will check in and chat throughout the day um so have a look we'll put the link below and you can just find out if it's for you and you can book yourself in and also to say that we are going to be building a a community kind of a, a held space that we're thinking will be like a 12 month sort of space we, we haven't got all the details yet we're still figuring it out but we do really want to create this kind of supportive community that people can be part of um to to have that ongoing sense of being held um in this work so we will let you know when that's ready but sign up to the newsletter if you want to kind of be kept up to date thank you for listening to create shift we hope you found it inspiring and supportive if you're enjoying this podcast please consider taking a moment to leave us a review and a rating and to share the episode with a friend for more from us and to sign up to our newsletter head to the good space.com